0: Welcome to the Kara's Cures digital show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. We thank them for that. So could a video game help your child with ADHD? I'm joined by Dr. Scott Collins about a first of its kind ADHD treatment with an FDA approved video game called Endeavor RX. Welcome doctor.
1: Thanks Cara, it's nice to be here.
0: You know I think this sounds to most parents like oh this is too good to be true. My child loves to play video games especially kids with ADHD often love to play them even more. So how is this possible. What is this video game that's approved to help improve attention.
1: Yeah. So this is a, um, the, the product that's out there uh, in the field now is the result of nearly a decade of science uh, to, to actually design a game. That is, um, uh, that's targeted to address the parts of the brain that are actually impacted in ADHD. And so it started back in the early 2010s with uh, a series of, of research studies out of the laboratory of Adam Ghazali at the University of California, San Francisco. The, the findings were, were such that it led them to say, this could really actually be useful. Um, it's not just academic anymore and so they, uh, they, they partnered, they spun the company out, partnered with real video game designers to actually put the, the graphics and the, the parts of the game that are actually engaging. Uh, and then I, I came into the picture when I was on the, uh, the faculty at Duke University to help design clinical studies to evaluate this in kids diagnosed with ADHD, which, uh, which were successful and, and had the outcomes that they were expecting. That led then to going to the, the Food and Drug Administration to say, look, here's our data. It works, it's safe. Can we get cleared to actually market this as a product for ADHD?
0: So this comes at a time also, not only when parents are always looking for alternatives or complementary uh, practices, but there's actually a nationwide shortage of Adderall, a very common ADHD medication. Is this something that families could turn to?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is um, it it is unfortunate that, um, you know, the unfortunately, our our state of care management for ADHD uh, today is um, uh, it it stands to have a lot of improvements. It's been it's been the same for many, many years. And there's really only two kinds of commonly used treatments. There's medication and then there's psychological or behavioral therapy. Behavioral therapy can be hard to access. Uh, There's there's sort of. uh, Uh, inconsistencies and how it might be covered by insurance, which leaves really medication is the only option. And now when you've got shortages, uh, it really puts families in a bind. So this is absolutely an option uh, that is available.
0: So explain to us how this could actually work, because we know that in some ways, the video games that are out there just cause more distraction. Kids with ADHD might be able to hyper focus on them but they're only getting that you know that little dopamine hit how is this different
1: yeah Yeah. it yeah that's a really important question and and really important to also keep in mind that this product uh was specifically designed as a treatment uh so it wasn't designed to engage and entertain for hours and hours on end in fact um it's hard uh and and it's challenging for kids uh But the the way that it was designed with the the way that the um, sort of the mechanics of the game work, the kids are using their their motor skills to drive a character, and they're also using their attention and their sort of impulse control to be able to, to touch different stimuli that appear, those were built in very, very specifically and tested, like I said, over years to make sure that they were actually having an impact on the kinds of things um, that uh, you know that are important in in ADHD, and that's different. I think I mean we don't have data on all the other video games that are out there, but that's the that's the principal difference. That this was really it was designed first as a medical treatment, yeah. and and you know the video game was added on top in order to keep people engaged.
0: So uh, I. We've done enough interviews on this show to know that really ADHD is a disorder of um, executive function, which is housed in the prefrontal cortex. So is this video game, is it designed uh, to then create more neural connections or how is it working?
1: It's I mean, it it is the way that I think about it. um, I'm a I'm a clinical psychologist by training. This is exercising the parts of the brain, some of which are are connected in in the, the prefrontal cortex it's exercising those circuits that that are otherwise um not working quite the same in in kids that have ADHD. So yeah, you're exactly right. And some of the some of the early science actually substantiated that. So they they looked at people who were playing the game. They looked at uh their brain activity via an EEG and found that yes, when you do the game, your brain activity changes over time.
0: So, yeah, talk about the clinical trials. Again, this is a new FDA-authorized treatment, the first and only FDA-authorized treatment delivered through a video game experience. Um, so what did you find? I understand you studied kids ages eight to 12?
1: Yep, that's right. So so there were really two, and there's actually been, I think, about half a dozen clinical studies with about 600 patients over the years, but the, there were two that were primarily used as part of the the package or the, the, um, the basis to go to, to seek clearance for this. The first was a very traditional randomized controlled trial um, uh, wherein kids came in and they were, they were randomly like a coin flip assigned to either get the active treatment or uh, a control condition, which was a, a digitally delivered spelling game. Um, and they used that five days a week, 25 minutes a day for a month for four weeks. Uh, And at the beginning of the study, we measured their attentional functioning uh, via an objective computer measure of attention, as well as parent and clinician ratings of their symptoms, as well, importantly, um, as well as their impairment, how much their ADHD is impacting their day-to-day function. And then we measured the same things a month later. And compared to the control condition, uh, Endeavor, or the, the, the version of it that was used in the trial, uh, significantly improved attention on the objective measure of um, of attention and it also improved uh it improved impairment so the degree to which that kids were uh were actually able to function better in their day-to-day lives um that was that was study one study two was not uh it was not randomized so there's not a control condition but we really wanted to evaluate how this looked in in sort of more real world settings randomized controlled trials are are a little bit artificial. Uh, They're they're designed very rigorously to serve a purpose. So we designed a second study where um, kids came in, uh, in particular, because we had excluded kids in the first study that were taking medication. We know that most kids with ADHD take medication. So we allowed those kids into the second study because we wanted to see, does this still make a difference for kids if they're taking medicine? Um, And they also, instead of just one month, they were treated in that second study for a month they went off treatment for a month, and then they did another month of treatment, so three months total. And what we found was very similar. Uh, we saw improvements in attention and, um, and impairment over the first month. It sort of leveled off during that month where they weren't getting treatment. They started treatment again, and then we saw some continued improvement. So that was uh, th- th- those were the sort of the, the basic summary of those two studies.
0: So just to clarify, when they stopped playing, did the results go away, or this is actually training the brain so they're learning, like the much way you build a muscle, the muscle stays.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. So based on the data from the studies, they did not they did not go back to where they were when they entered the study. They sort of, you know, I'm I'm drawing with my hand. They improved. Improvement was a decrease in some of the scores, and then it leveled off, and then they improved further.
0: So how do parents get this? I have to, I mean, because of what I do for a living, I keep up on this. And you know, I remember seeing stuff in Attitude Magazine, which is a great resource for parents, uh, about Endeavor Rx. For a long time, I've seen stuff like that. Um, Maybe it's new that it's now FDA approved, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, But I remember even asking um, some pretty smart doctors in our area about it, and they didn't know much about it. So if parents are hearing this and saying, I want it, do the pediatricians know about it can this be covered by insurance
1: yeah two 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 really important questions i think the answer to both of those in general is not yet um so uh we just started sort of uh formally launching the product in the last two or three months and we've had good uptake Yeah, we've got kids thousands of kids have been prescribed this in all 50 states but we really want to um really really focus our efforts in this next year to educate and raise awareness um, to provide to healthcare providers. Um, it is not covered by insurance by and large. And that is an issue. And that's a especially linking back to what we talked about before in terms of what options are actually available for parents. Right. And now you've got one of those options because of supply chain issues off the table. It's really, really important that we continue to work with the payers and, and provide the information that they need to make good decisions about coverage. Um, but the simplest way for either a provider or a parent is to just go to the EndeavorRx.com website and there all the information about getting the prescription and uh, the clinical studies and things like that can be found there.
0: Okay. Uh, are you, uh, can we talk about like just how much it costs and are there payment plans? If Parents want to do that? Yeah.
1: yeah, sure. The, yeah, the, the retail cost is um, is about $430 a month, I think uh but but especially because the um because of the issues with with insurance coverage uh at least for the time being that's being off it's being offered now for 99 dollars a month
0: okay and how many months would someone do this uh do you know our kids is going to i'm thinking you know it's already difficult sometimes especially for kids with adhd when they've got homework and other things to get them to do another thing now Maybe they enjoy this. You can tell me about that. But uh, how long do they have to do this? <laughs> because yeah. they're saying well, that's you know, not saying. so, so, hard so to that's get actually. To take a Yeah, break. That, that's
1: a. That's a um, if, if we stick to, to the data that from the from the clinical studies, we know that even after two out of three months of, of treatment, you will continue to see uh, benefit. Um, so we have not studied it beyond that. So the, the recommendation is really that you know get get through that first month and and with a with a um, with a refill and then uh, and then sort of evaluate. And we're very interested in continuing to study out in the out in the real world, so to speak, um, and gather data so that we can provide better information about questions like that.
0: How do you do this? Uh, is it a what kind of equipment do you need, or do you get everything given to you?
1: Uh, it's not given to you. Just you need a either a, a, an Apple or a, or a Android device, phone or tablet.
0: That's it. Okay, so it's an app based program. So if you were to get the prescription Clearly. and you want to start doing this, um, well, let me ask you this: Do you need a prescription, or can people just download this?
1: Uh, you do need a prescription for now. Yeah, we okay. wanted to make sure that this, you know, that this this is really um, we conceptualize this as a medical product, like a like a like a medication that needs to be. Really overseen uh, with with the oversight of a prescriber.
0: So, if your doctor doesn't know much about this, who would oversee it? Does Endeavor RX give you a coach or anybody to help you?
1: No, um, we we don't. I mean, we have a team. You know, we have our uh, a, a team that works with me. I'm the chief medical officer at the company to provide information about the science and the medicine behind it. Um, there's a lot of information in the, on that website that you can find. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and and stay tuned. I mean, our goal is to really continue to raise awareness and educate because it is it, it's a completely new class of of treatment, and so we recognize that we've got some burden on us to be able to raise awareness.
0: Is it is it easy for parents to manage themselves?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I think so that in, in terms of helping oh, the kids, it, yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty user friendly. The, um, like I said, the uh, it it is uh, it is not. You know, we really have to educate parents and kids that this is not just going to play Minecraft for 25 minutes a day. I mean, they because it is a treatment. It is it is uh, there are challenges uh, and part of the um, uh, part of the uniqueness of the treatment is that it adapts very, very sort of exquisitely to each individual's gameplay patterns. And so being able to stick with that is where, is where you really get the good benefit.
0: I mean talk about some of the people the brains who went into this the science who went into this. I know parents are still probably wondering about oh really is this going to work. But there's a difference in this maybe compared to some of the other apps and games out there that say they are good for ADHD. Um, Yeah. Talk about the science and the brain power that went into this.
1: Yeah. Well it's like it's had a long history that is um, I think first and foremost rooted in science and evidence. Um, the the original uh, sort of prototype for the treatment came, as I mentioned before, out of the lab of, uh, of Dr. Ghazali at UCSF. Um, publications in some of the highest tiered uh, medical journal or scientific journals. Uh, one of the sort of main papers was in the in the journal Nature, um, uh, which is about as good as it gets in terms of uh, rigor and and science. Um, there was also a lot of work from a, a range of other scientists, academically based scientists who were, um, who were studying uh, games for health. That's a, you know, this whole field of how games can actually improve health. And then once they got to the point where, okay, we've got a, we've got a product that we can now evaluate, that's when they came to uh, where I was, I was at Duke University at the time at the Duke Clinical Research Institute. Where that's what we did is ran clinical trials for new treatments, whether it was devices and digital health or traditional pharmaceutical products, and we worked very closely with them to design these studies. And they, the, the Achilles uh, has continued to sort of um, uh, really push the importance of continuing to do studies and publish the papers, so that uh, credibility is is key here. This is not just an app that was built in somebody's garage and, you know, we want to we want to market it out to the masses.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think it's an important distinction. And I know you're on the uh, same thing with the path um, of getting it uh, perhaps one day covered by insurance. Let me ask you this. If you have a flexible spending health account, would you be able to use that? Yes. OK, so that's good for the yeah. people who have those at work and they can um, get those. Um,
1: I, is- I actually care. I, I, I am. Uh, I don't, I don't want to. I, I, I think so.
0: OK. Well, <laughs> now, you know, now
1: that I say that, I am uh, I, I don't okay. want to say that as definitively, but I think so.
0: You know what? I encourage people to check it. I know everyone's program is a little bit different and, and you're the doctor here, not not the insurance expert. But I'm just trying to give people access of how they might be able to do this. Um, just the fact that it's FDA cleared may give you some differences. A lot of times those accounts allow us to pay for You know supplements and massage and things like that that aren't always covered Um, this was done with kids 8 to 12 and you used uh, the Tova test which is a test of variables of attention and you saw that's where you saw the clinical significance what if you have a kid who is not in that age group uh, like a 13 year old or a 14 year old or you know people who weren't studied would it still be good for them
1: Um, well we are we've just finished the study uh, that um, that actually we expect to have the results in the next couple months. Uh, it was another uh, larger scale study, a couple hundred uh, teenagers. Uh, so we will soon be able to provide uh, answer to that exact question. And we we hope to, if the results are positive, we we'd like to be able to um, go back, expand the label such that we can say, look, this is also effective for an older age group.
0: Okay. Um, right now you don't have the clinical data. Uh, is there any kind of anecdotal information for parents who are willing to try it? It's not going to hurt them or it's best to just right now. It's only, you're only going to get a prescription if you're eight to 12.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's always at the discretion of the, of the healthcare provider, just okay. like any other, any other medical treatment. We don't have the clinical data to, to support that now. I will you, you mentioned safety, not, not, not with the, the adolescent study, which, as I said, is is sort of just wrapping up, but in the initial, you know, in our pivotal studies with the eight to twelve year olds, we had a virtually benign side effect profile. The, the, we don't have side effects. There's some frustration. Some kids got headaches, uh, but that was that was about it. So it is a very safe product.
0: Yeah. You know, for some parents who have already researched alternative therapies, and we've done a lot on that on Kara's Cures and on Great Day Connecticut um, biofeedback. There's, uh, we did a story on play attention, which was also a teacher who developed um, a similar thing. They're saying it's cognitive training. Uh, there's the brain gyms. There's all these things um, that that also might sound similar. If parents are looking into this, how is yours different?
1: Well. Uh- I also I, I listened to a good a good piece that you did on mindfulness and kids, which which you know, that that's also that's another uh, another area I've done some work in in the past. But um, our, our treatment is different from the standpoint of just the I think really setting it up as a as a as a medical product that's been evaluated in the same way as traditional medications, but it's it's a piece of a of a treatment program and it shouldn't be considered you know th- this is the, the one and only thing that i should try for my kid you've got to you've got to take a holistic view of what's going to be the most effective uh, you know com- in combination with with other treatments as well
0: I love having, um, you know, a man like yourself who's a clinical psychologist who's worked in this field, who has such expertise, so I I gotta just ask you some other questions beyond the video game. Maybe parents might want to try Endeavor RX, and you can go to EndeavorRx.com, you can talk to your pediatrician, all these things. But what other things, since this is your expertise, should parents be doing? What do you wish parents out there knew with regard to food or scheduling or or, or anything? Um, As you mentioned, this is a holistic process for kids
1: yeah yeah i think um boy that's a good question um i'm i'm also a a parent of a 12 year old with adhd so this i i was studying this before it 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 hit me personally but um uh i think the biggest thing that in my clinical life is really really getting parents to understand and appreciate the importance of um of all things non-pharmacological medication helps absolutely Um, but when it helps the most is when it is augmented by whether it's behavior, and you you mentioned a lot of them, it might be behavior therapy. It might be, um, uh, it might be just organizational and skills training. It might be mindfulness. Um, and then, and, and those are things sort of specific for ADHD. And then there's the things that are good for all kids, but that we also know are good for kids with, especially good for kids with ADHD, like a good, well rounded diet like exercise, like a good sleep routine. So I think these things in combination and just I mean you said it in your question, getting parents to really appreciate that this is more than just giving a pill uh, that that's you know if we if we could really really raise awareness about that we'd be we'd be making progress
0: right right It's pills and skills. Uh, together is often, I know, the phrase that a lot of people in your field use, we want the pills and the skills. But you raise a good point. I think there's a lot of resistance among kids to go to therapy. It's also difficult to access and may not be paid for. So if it's going to be $100 yeah. an hour or at least every week and your kid is screaming and doesn't want to go and the parent doesn't have insurance, um, that might be really hard. So this is yeah. uh, something that... Um, maybe you get a little bit more buy-in, which is also the advice often with kids with ADHD. They tend to be a little bit of a force of nature and sometimes getting their buy-in can be helpful.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, you're exactly right.
0: Yes, I, I know from experience as well. But um, and, and just to end on a positive note, I think we talk so much about how to help ADHD. But I also want to I don't want to end this program without saying that ADHD really can be a superpower. I mean, the the CEO of JetBlue has said he couldn't have created JetBlue without ADHD. Um, many other uh, there's there's literature that suggests that Albert Einstein had ADHD. So this is a really helping a different kind of brain. But this is not. I, I, I kind of know there's a movement to not call this a disability and though you want the accommodations, a lot of people would say it's not a disability it's a different ability
1: yeah it, it is a different ability and I think that 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 reminds me of a of a question that comes up a lot uh, when I see patients and, and and treating them, especially about medication treatment is because there's a there's a lore that this this sort of zombifies or tamps down the wonderful personalities of kids with ADHD. And th- and what I always tell them, which I think is exactly consistent with your point is, you know, the goal of any kind of treatment is not to change the, you know, the wonderful attributes of any person, but it's to really address the kinds of things that, that interfere with them being sort of the full version of themselves and whether it's, and it's going to be different for different kids and adults. It's, you know, for some, it might be school for some, it might be their, their peer and social functioning but but really figuring out how do these symptoms interface in a world that might not be you know completely uh ready for them and and but but not change the core of the individual i think that's incredibly important yeah
0: well thank you for the great work Um, I'm sure there's much more to come, so I'm sure we can do more stories on this as well as parents are starting to learn about it. Like I said, I mentioned it maybe a few months ago to my pediatrician who would never heard of it, So, and he's a pretty smart guy, (laughs) so the word is just getting out. If you want to educate yourself, that's why it's a podcast on the cutting edge of wellness. Um, If you're watching on WFSB Plus, then um, you can see The Good Doctor right here, it's uh, EndeavorRx.com. If you're listening on the podcast, we definitely encourage you to also share this in your social media feeds so that more people can hear about it, um, and just go to EndeavorRx.com. But Dr. Collins, we appreciate um, you taking the time to really explain this so people can learn.
1: I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a pleasure, Kara. Look, would be happy to come and give an update at any point.
0: Absolutely. We'll keep in touch. I know this is not the end of uh, this, this journey for the game and, and for what parents need to know.
1: Sounds great. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you all for joining us on Kara's Cures, uh, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. You can follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I do post this content there. We appreciate you sharing it and uh, supporting this work. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.